This week on the Mountain Climbers Podcast, Marcus Hassler, the CEO of Mrs. Higgins, the Kiwi business with over 250 product lines and an annual revenue of $10 million. Wow, that is really impressive because I've met a lot of people who are not like that at all. How do you then say no or draw the line in the sand in an empathetic way? (laughs) That is so precise, my goodness. We talk about leadership how to employ the right people, and how you can create a culture of community. Then later, what do you think has been the greatest challenge in in your life? We have got a special needs daughter. You don't always choose your cup, but you've got to drink it, and she gives us great joy in life. What do you think is the greatest lesson that Deborah has taught you? To be patient. The Mountain Climbers podcast begins next. Thanks, Windsor Creative, for helping make the Mountain Climbers podcast possible. Visit www.windsorcreative.org.nz to discover more about Windsor Creative. That's www.windsorcreative.org.nz. Hey there, hi there everybody and welcome to the Mountain Climbers Podcast. I am Duncan Tolmy and today I'm very excited to be joined by Marcus Hassler. Hello Marcus, great to be with you today. Hi Duncan, nice to be here, thank you. <laughs> now Marcus is the CEO of Mrs Higgins and something I've just found so awesome is what that stands for. Would you mind sharing that with us today? Yes, Mrs Higgins, we are a cookie factory, we are the master franchisor for the Mrs Higgins Cookie Shop Network, which is probably what most people know us for, but we are more than that, we wholesale into service stations, into supermarkets, we are in food service, we are all over the place and we are excited and we are growing. Awesome. And as CEO, I read on your business card that that stands for the the cookie eating officer. Is that right? That is absolutely <laughs> right. We're all about cookies. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I'd like to just go right back to the very beginning um, and talk about your childhood for a second. What was growing up like for you, Marcus? I grew up in a five-star hotel in Switzerland. Really? Was, yes. It was very, very different. My parents worked seven days a week during the season, but in the off-season they had a bit more time. Um, I grew up around lots of staff and lots of hotel guests. And around lots of high-profile people, I'm guessing, as well? There were definitely some of them there, yes. Mm. Does it, do you think that's helped in your communi- being able to communicate with anyone? I think growing up it's very important that we are intergenerational. I spend time with old people. I spend time with kids. Um it gives us a good outlook for life, having the time for some older people, having the patience to deal with them, mm. and having lots of fun with young people. How do you think people today can go about doing that? Well, Duncan, you're a fantastic example <laughs> of that. You, hold, you hang out with old people like me, you hang, up with, <laughs> hang out with your friends. Um, we can learn from older people, and I believe that it takes a village to raise a child, and being intergenerational definitely helps. Do you think it's also the adults as well that need to talk to the kids? Absolutely. The parents are a bridge between the grandparents and the kids. And um, we love going on family holidays because we get all the wisdom from grandpa. We talk about the old times. Granny brings her bit in and the kids get a holistic outlook on life. Mm. What do you think is the most interesting lesson that your parents ever taught you? Poor. 
they have probably taught me a few hundred lessons, but um, mm. I guess it's important that we listen to everybody, that we take everybody's opinion aboard and then make up our mind of what we should do and how we should do it. Why do you think it's important to listen to people who you disagree with? Because initially you disagree with them. If you listen to them well enough, you can see their point and everybody has got some wisdom in and I suppose we disagree with everyone on something, right? Absolutely right, Duncan. Conservative people have got their point. Outgoing people have got their point. Mm. And sometimes in life we need to be conservative. Sometimes we need to be outgoing and adventurous. Mm. What led you on to Mrs. Higgins? Um, I started life, I came here when I was 17. I went to Rangitoto College for two years. Was that with your parents? With my parents, yep. Okay. I couldn't speak a word of English when I arrived. Um, it was tough going in the beginning, but I made a lot of good friends. I mixed with people, um, really, really enjoyed myself. And from there on, I started my apprenticeship at Eve's Pantry as a pastry chef. Then I worked for a French bakery in Browns Bay, La Tropicienne. From there on, I moved to a place called the Swiss Bakehouse. I worked there for five years and worked my way up through the ranks, was helping run the wholesale division, and that gave me an idea to start my own business, a cake shop, which Mm -hmm. was quite successful. We sold that, and I worked for Family Life, Campus Crusade for Christ, for three years after that, running marriage seminars and marriage conferences. Hmm. Different work of line, but really, really enjoyed that. And from there, the opportunity came to buy a half share of Mrs. Higgins, which was in receivership at the time. Was it? Yep. And so you helped turn that around? Yeah, absolutely. That was a nice experience. Mm. What was that like starting out with Mrs. Higgins? That would have, what enticed you to, to join them in the first place if they were in receivership? I saw a good brand that was out there and I saw an opportunity to potentially turn it around and that's exactly what we did. What were those first few years like? Um, at first, I walked in, I stepped back, I tried to learn how everything worked and then just made small changes and life is ever changing Um, technology moves on and we need to change with the times to succeed and Mm. that's what we did so before you came on board with mrs higgins were they struggling with the technology side of things and keeping up no, they just ran it the way they always ran it and times okay. had changed as times are changing now and um, we had to make a few changes, yes. Mm. Is there a particular piece of advice that you wish you received or that you did receive when you first st- um, started out with M- Mrs Higgins? I think some good advice that I, that I received from my father-in-law, who's my great mentor, is that before you change something, you need to understand it. Mm. Because we can often rush into a situation trying to change it, and if we don't understand the dynamics and how it works, it can go wrong. Why do you think that's important, to understand yourself rather than rely on someone else's advice? We rely on the experts, but the experts are people as well, and they may only understand their wedge of the whole cake, um, but to make it function... All the pieces need to fit together, so we need to now 
what makes the pieces fit together. So that you can get that holistic view and understanding of the business. All right. What does the average day of Marcus Hassler look like? The average day, my alarm goes off at 5.42. Exactly? Exactly. Why 5.42? I don't know. I'm a creature of habit in the morning, and if my alarm goes off at 5.42, that means that I can hit the road generally at 6.12. (laughs) That is so precise. My goodness. It doesn't always pan out that way, but I... I tend to be at the same places at the same time in the morning. And what is what does your morning routine look like? Do you have a, a three-minute sh- or a two-minute shower and then whatever time for breakfast? Mm-hmm. My wife makes me a lovely breakfast every morning, which I eat on my way to work. Of course, I formulate my plans in my mind of where I'm going to start, but you might walk into a flood. <laughs> you might walk into a customer complaint or you may walk into some broken machinery um every day is different every day is exciting um sometimes frustrating mm. but that's life wow and do you um do you, do you have your morning routine mapped out right down to the minute no i don't just 542 that's just the the number that you decided however many years ago that's correct, Duncan. <laughs> All right. What is the key to creating a great business? A business is only as great as the people who work for the business. Um, we try to run it like a family business. Um, and different people like different perks. And we try to accommodate people to make their family life work around their work life as well. If you give a lot, you can take a lot. What do you mean by that? Well, I might have a manager who wants to go to a graduation of his daughter. Mm -hmm. Hey, do you mind if I'm only in at 12 o'clock? Or do you mind if I only come in at 2 today and work till 6 and make it up during the week? If it works for them, it works for us. Okay. Because if you're very rigid on when people have to start, then people become very rigid of when they have to finish. We have more of a gliding working time. Generally, they start at the same time. But finishing times always vary. How do you balance work and life? I have got a few rules. Um, One rule is I don't work Saturday, Sunday. Um, I Mm. try to start... Before 7, I try to go home by 6 o'clock. Doesn't always work. I don't do any work at home. and Not even emails? No, not even emails. Wow. I've got my phone on me. If it rings, I'll answer it. But I don't answer any emails in the weekend or after hours. Wow. That is really impressive because I've met a lot of people who are not like that at all and... Wow, no emails. I think that's a pretty big one that would really make sure that you're you're fully present for your family. Yes, I do like being present for my family. Um, we've got three kids. Um, Luke is a teacher, he's 25. Guy is a photographer, he's 22. And Deborah still being schooled, she's 18. We also have a guy living with us, a family friend, Um and they all have their friends around, so we may have 
four kids for dinner. We might have eight kids for dinner. <laughs> um, Family is really important to us. Mm, and that's really cool. That's what I hope to be like one day. Very cool, Marcus. Um, you mentioned before getting the the right people, and, and it's really people-orientated. What is What are your strategies for making sure that you attract the right kind of people to be on your team? Sometimes you meet a fantastic person and you think they will fit into my business, but you haven't really got a job for them, so you need to work out how they fit in, what they could do. Like, um, you do not want a very creative, um, artistic accountant because numbers have got to add up. (laughs) But when it comes Mm. to a product development manager, you need somebody who's right out there and creative. Do you have a, um, or or what are the qualities that you look for when you are hiring someone? Um, does, Does it vary on the role? Honesty and integrity are number Honesty. one. Honesty, okay. Because we all make mistakes. Um, when we make them, we have to own up to them. Um, we fix them as a team, and that's really important to us. How do you see whether they are honest and whether they have integrity in the space of just seeing their CV or, or an interview? Interviews are difficult because we all put our best foot forward. Um, Mm. You generally look at their track record and it's good to just know where they've come from. Um, We like employing family people because Mm. they tend to be more steadfast. What are the best questions to ask in an interview? I think a good question to ask is, Tell me a big mistake you've made, why you've made it, what would you do different, and how did you fix it? Because it's all good and wonderful if I can tell you about my most, my my biggest success, but my biggest failure, why it happened, what was my thinking behind it, and how did I fix it? That reveals a lot about people. And what do you think of those people who who turn one of those questions into a positive and somehow make it, you know, surely you've had that before, that they've made it, turned it into something that does actually make them look really good? Yeah, it it can be, but I don't know about you, Duncan, but I have learned from my mistakes and it's made Mm. me a better person, a stronger leader. Mm. So it's important to embrace those? Absolutely. One of the things that I think would be is very important to you, and you mentioned it before um, with your work before Mrs. Higgins, is your Christian faith. Why is that? I guess it's it's we've decided to be Christians, and um, I love working with people. And then you look at them and go, Duncan, are you a Christian? And people say yes, and we've just got a bond between us somehow. We've got similar values we believe in the same thing mm. it is wonderful do you prefer but do you have a preference working for christians working with christians though it is very nice to work with christians mm. but you get a lot of good people who are not christians mm. and then you get some christians who are not living up to what they should do mm. it all just depends on the person absolutely mm. you mentioned before about empathy that your faith makes you um, you know, helps with your, makes you more empathetic. Um, how do you then say no or draw the line in the sand in an empathetic way? We try to accommodate people 
if and when we can, but then if I try to do your favour, Duncan, I like to do your favour, but if it doesn't fit, I just have to say no, and because you know that I've said yes three times before, you will accept that. Mm. Do you just say flat out no, or is there a way that you go around doing that? It's probably easiest to say no and explain why it is a no. Okay. All right. So for people listening today who who have something that they'd like to say no to but but haven't been able to work out the work out the courage, how does someone learn to be that direct? Or why is it important? I like to know where I stand with people. Mm. If I ask you for a favor, I'm asking you for for a favor. You don't have to do it. If you do it, that's fantastic. And if you say you cannot do it, I may try again later on, but that's where giving and taking comes into it. If I get a good deal from you, I'm happy to put myself out to give you a good deal. Mm. And also, I think people don't really owe you anything. You, you can, It is possible to say no, no to things if there is a, a very decent reason behind it. Absolutely right, Duncan. Mm. What do you think has been the greatest challenge in in your life? We have got a special needs daughter, Deborah. She is now 18. When she was born, um, she was just like all other kids. Um, The boys started to walk when they were 11 months. She was 18 months old and still not walking, so we took her for tests and we got told that something is not right. She had an MRI and we got told that she will probably never be able to stand or walk. Mm. Um, That was not part of our life plan. Um, We've embraced Deborah and when she was nine she learned to walk. She is still behind but she's part of the family and, you know, you don't always choose your cup but you've got to drink it and she gives us great joy in life. We have got different family dynamics, but the boys have learned to look out for the underdog. And it's just given us a new dynamic to our family, and we actually really enjoy it. Mm. What do you think is the greatest lesson that Deborah has taught you? To be patient. Mm. Yep. Deborah speaks slower, um, and you need to take your time to listen to her, because if you don't, she won't speak at all. Hmm. Do you do you think you weren't patient before? I'm still not patient. Really? I'm. But then I know that I'm not patient, and you know I'm working hard on that. Hmm. Okay, we're going to finish today, Marcus, with a little bit of a a game. I'd like you to just finish the sentence. All right. So Marcus Hassler is most afraid of. I'm most afraid of. Um probably letting people down and not performing. Hmm. I guess I set myself a goal and when I reach it, or even before I reach it, I lift the bar up higher Mm. um, to improve myself to get there. Mm. Look, Duncan, that feeling, in some ways it's good. Um, Mm. And because to... Have success at anything. You need to train hard. You need to run fast. You 
you need to do the right things to get there, but then on the other hand, we can become too driven and drive ourselves too hard in some areas that we miss out on family life. Mm. I've got friends who've got fantastic businesses, but they've lost their family in the process. So I guess we need to have a good work-life balance. That's the most important thing. That is very, very important to me, yes. Mm. And it's also, I was talking to someone the other day, how it's important to remember why we work as well. It's not just working to create a a great business that people go, wow, it is for for family, isn't it? It is for family. Um, My wife does not work. She's um, She's my rock. I always have iron shirts in my cupboard. She makes me my breakfast in the morning. She makes me my lunch. I come home to a clean house, a lovely dinner. Um, I could not do it without her, and it's often not recognised. But I guess we work as a family unit because I've got to bring home the bacon, and she creates the home. Mm. But it's teamwork. And she would also create the the culture within your home as well, wouldn't she, and someone just to, to lean on and all that kind of stuff as well. Absolutely. Marcus Hassler lives by the motto. Um, guess live, you want to you want to live life to the fullest, and you want to live life in the present, but also for the future. Hmm. Because often, if you give it a really hard push today, you get the reward tomorrow, but. Often people push it too hard and for tomorrow's reward and miss out on today. Mm. That, wow, that's a great, I don't think I've ever thought about that before. Wow, that's really cool. So be present in the in today because if you work too hard, then it means you'll miss out on today but, not get, but get, still get tomorrow's reward. My wife tells me that all the time. Wow, that's really, really cool. I love that so much. The greatest lesson Marcus Hassler has ever learned was? There must be 500 of them. (laughs) Um, Be patient. Be patient. All right. The guest is Marcus Hassler, CEO of Mrs. Higgins. Go down and visit one of their stores. And you're also in, in supermarkets and dairies as well, aren't you, Marcus? That's correct, yes. Their baking is really delicious. I have... I have eaten it for years, even before I knew that you were CEO, Marcus. It's been so much for, uh, f- fun talking to you today. I've got one final question before you go. Have you reached the pinnacle? No, you never reached the pinnacle. It's something that's always ahead of you, I guess. Mm. Still a mountain climber. It's like it's like trying to catch that rainbow. You'll never get there. You'll never get there. But as long as you believe in it and as long as you have fun on the journey, it's all worth it. Mm. All right. Thank you so much, Marcus. It's been great. Thank you, Duncan. (laughs) I'm Duncan Tolmy, and you've been listening to the Mountain Climbers Podcast. To stay connected, like the Mountain Climbers Podcast on Facebook today. 